Good morning. It's the 11th of February. It's a big kickoff. Dave, good morning. Yeah, we <laughs> How was Cre- your creepy morning this morning? <laughs> How was your weekend been? Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, we. Uh, well, we were here yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to explain? <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've put it out there that Aaron Callahan was supposed to be on the show yeah, today, yeah, and um, unforeseen circumstances means we have to put that back for a week or two. So. We had to scramble, didn't we? We have to yeah, yeah. Th- think hard and get the brains going, but I think we'll come out with We're a show. We're going to do our best to waffle for two hours. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Strap yourselves in, lads. This is going to be special. So uh, what, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> Potentially get ourselves killed in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk a bit of boxing, a bit of football, very, very uh, loosely about boxing, a little bit of humour, and you know, then we'll roll along and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So I know. There's listen, sport is sport. It never stops. Uh, Winter Olympics, even there'll be a little bit of that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's we're thing. all experts now. I know exactly what needs to be done in Luge. I watched and biathlon. The, I watched the t- toboggan last yeah. night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think you know, they call it bobsleigh now. <laughs> is that what they call it? It's toboggan. <laughs> Sliding with Chris. Uh, yeah, so there'll be plenty to talk about. And of course, the football, the guy, the rugby. Obviously, the rugby. And we're slowly but surely three more, two more games to go, hopefully, before the two juggernauts meet each other on Paddy's weekend and let the fireworks. But we'll take nothing for granted. No. No, no pressure. Okay, we'll start with that. Yeah, brand new act. Uh, search Party Animal with Enemies. Welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey yeah. Sound 96.4 FM. If you want to call us, it's uh, 0870627138. That's actually text. Uh, the landline is 6219425. So if you want to go in and rant, we'll talk to you. <laughs> 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 we'll them shows. The big kickoff. Oh, on, you can wait to 6.4 at gmail.com. Okay, Dave. Yeah. I'm going to have to... I should have scripted this a bit better. But yeah, (laughs) MTK Global, right? MTK stands for Mac the Knife, which was Matthew Macklin's uh, nickname during his boxing career. And it's widely known. Obviously, it's uh, spawned from the MGM gym, which is based in Marbella. I think MGM started for Macklin's gym, Marbella. can Can you give it a brief Macklin... Macklin, born and bred in, 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 in the Midlands, Birmingham, uh, with uh, Irish family, spent uh, most of his uh, summers, like a lot of uh, Irish kids, our first generation Irish kids, and uh, back home in Ireland in Tipperary, and actually played a little bit of hurling, I think, right. in Tipperary, and he's often seen with plenty of pictures of him and his Tipperary jerseys, and has had a very good career, and he's had one or tr- three bites at the cherry at the world level, but just never, unfortunately, got over the line. I think his fight with Felix Storm, I think he'd done enough. Right, um, obviously there's a bit of Irish bias there, but that's who he is. Great fighter, good honest heart. Um, the gym was set up. It's fairly widely known by Daniel Kinnan, basically. Okay, um, he'd be one of the owners. Anyway, they've severed all ties. Who's Daniel Kinnan? Yeah, we'll move on from that. We well, no, well, actually, there could be because alleged gangland kingpin. That's it, because we have people listening from yeah. all over the world. Yeah, so they true. Won't know yeah, who's he's an alleged gangland kingpin, and there's a vicious uh, kind of. 
turf war going on there was an attempt at his life actually at an M- an MTK or it could have been MGM at the time probably this in Dublin two years ago at the Reach of the Airport Hotel at the weigh-in um, which actually which do you know what I'll go into the RT one because that's the more matter of fact and that's the best way to do it so yeah. but long story short MTK Global and they're home to the likes of Carol Frant and Michael Connell and Paddy Barnes at the moment have announced the total boycott of all media in the Republic of Ireland so they were co-founded by middleway fighter Matthew Macklin and they've heard their unhappiness of what they call widespread media propaganda um, they were part founded by gangland figure Daniel Kinnan back in 2013 and it was bought out by external investors last November with Macklin remaining on the board right yeah. so that's still the tie that's still the link blah 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 in february 2016 a weigh-in at dublin's regency hotel before an event held by ntk was thrown into chaos when five men three dresses guardy another as a woman entered the venue and opened fire at the crowd of which apparently the intended target was daniel kinnan himself okay and what's ensued since has been i think 14 or 15 gangland murders linked to that yeah um pretty much mostly all from at that alleged side of the gang yeah this is not the sport side of things yeah exactly so anyway they believe the coverage of gym and its boxes has been unfairly tied in with criminal gangland activity and they currently represent 29 Irish boxes and on Thursday the MTK Global CEO Sandra Vaughan read a statement statement that was released on their website G'day. I won't go into what she said because obviously I can play it for you now because it's nonsense on Saturday the 3rd of February a boxing event was uh, being run by SK Promotions which was due to feature five MTK Global signed boxers was cancelled when City West pulled out of hosting the event following widespread media propaganda now listen to a little bit at the end of this part uh, it's a bit further down uh, but anyway despite announcing they cut all ties to Daniel Kinnan and announcing a full management uh in by myself in October 2017 they've continued to vilify NTK Global in all and any mention of Irish boxing blah 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 we will no longer issue press releases our team and athletes will no longer participate in interviews media from the Republic of Ireland will no longer be welcome at any MTK Global events so now this is get, get from my side of things here yeah. so basically this boxing company yeah promotion promotion, promotion company gym, yeah stable we're set up by someone who is within uh, the gangland criminal, scene, yeah. criminal and scene. allegedly at the top of the, the tree of a criminal cartel MTK Global they've been rebranded and he's gone now he's been bought out basically okay. so it started at MGM it became MTK they bought him out and they're on their own now but their name keeps being linked to him and they're not happy about it okay so there is the connection so they're they're disgusted that it's still that the Irish media are still connecting them yeah. to now, yeah that's what it is but I'd say the ultimate thing if you look at it further down it says like they believe to be a witch hunt from the Irish media blaming recent le- recent news reports regarding Garda surveillance at the upcoming event now if I was the guards I'd be bloody looking at it yeah it's a big event and it's the first big event with a lot of MTK lads since the Regency plus the Regency uh, um was the last event that they had and plus the court cases on at the moment the inquiry into it so and plus there's constantly people being shot in this gangland feud at the minute so there's a lot of pressure on the guards to get something done so 
I'm not a detective, but one of the things I would do is I'd have a close eye on this bloody event. Yeah, because... And the chance that some of these guys could be around. More than likely. And that's probably what it is. And City West have got coffee and they pulled a plug. Okay. Would I have an issue with that? Would you want to be running a hotel or an events thing where somebody ends up could be shot or killed or putting people in danger? That's where somebody goes, listen, we're, we're better off staying away from this. So was it because of this venue, City West Hotel, pulling out... Is this what's triggered this, is what, this yeah, off? Uh, this is what's triggered it off, basically. Okay. And, uh, so City West is in uh, Dublin. Yeah, City West in Dublin, in yeah. And it has a big conference. I don't know whether it's in the hotel in the big uh, function room or is it going to be in the ex- uh, exhibition centre. But anyway, this is her actual one. And just see if you notice the one little interesting thing that actually RT missed out on, which pisses me off. Okay. But it's only a little minute long and it's her name is Sandra Vaughan. Just have a listen to her little... Uh, the media effect, NTK Global will be boycotting all media in the Republic of Ireland and pulling out from hosting any more boxing events there for the foreseeable future. Today, legal letters will be issued on my behalf to a number of Irish media houses relating to inaccurate and untrue articles about Daniel Kinahan's relationship to NTK and will initiate legal proceedings against all and any defamatory coverage going forward. Despite announcing MTK Global cutting ties with Mr Kinahan in February 2017 and announcing the complete management buyout by myself in October of last year, the Irish media continue to sensationalise and slander MTK Global and our boxers and I cannot and will not allow this to continue. We will not be signing any more Irish fighters while this continues, but we will continue to manage our 29 Irish fighters with the understanding they will not fight in their hometown under the MTK banner for the foreseeable future. This is a decision we have not taken lightly, but we feel we have been left with no choice, as the media have continued to vilify our industry and write unfair news. I urge you to read the full statement on our website where we will now host all our news and ask that you support us in our fight for fair news. Yeah, give it a rest. So yeah, there's a hashtag going from them called hashtag fair news. Very Trump-esque. But did you know something halfway through it that was slipped in? They're not going to take any Irish fighters, is that? Yeah, not going to sign anymore. They'll continue with the guys that they have and they're not allowed to fight at home anymore. But yeah, not going to sign anymore. So what's that about? Like, I mean, that doesn't... So there's a total... Not basically not going to recognise the Republic of Ireland now or something. Is it? This is it's yeah. That's my take on it. And uh, any good decent fighters. If I was Barry Hearn or Barry Hearn, Eddie Hearn, I'd be rubbing my hands and I'd be getting a card in Dublin ASAP. Put Katie Taylor on the front of it. Yeah. And any of the Irish lads who have any links or any put a full card, we would flock it. It would sell out, make a ton of money, and shove it in their face and go take a look at what you could have won. It doesn't make sense for them to actually say that. Say that they're not going to take on any more Irish boxers it seems to be that they're gonna you know slit their own throat there and that's not, what I and, think and, they're doing and have, should, have the fighters that they have there but where, how are they gonna progress then how are they gonna you know so I think they should be on a charm offensive yeah like there's so many mitigating factors at the moment there is the, the bloody inquiries on at the moment yeah you can't help but have that link from time to time. It's going to be... They should be on a charm offence and say, we're not that anymore. We've, and we never intend to be. And blah, 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 blah. And I couldn't care. But instead they go, no, we're going Trump on it. Right, we're getting rid of them all. There's a IFL TV, it's called. I'm 
bloody annoyed for advertising them. They're jumping on it now. It's a YouTube channel that's specifically for boxing. Great links with it with them all. They're jumping on it and giving them as much backing as they can. But the reason why is because they're going to get all the exclusives from them now because there's no, they can't talk to anyone in the south. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. But anyway, all the boys put up the retweet of the. I support MTK Global Hashtag Fair News campaign and boycott of Irish media. They all put it up. But then Paddy Barnes put up another one. Irish media were happy. Paddy Barnes. Paddy Barnes, uh, Irish Olympic medalist and uh, very much makes himself out to be Irish as in the island of Ireland. Yeah. Uh, He's from uh, up the north, but it's irrelevant to him. And uh, he basically tweeted, Irish media were happy to support me when I was winning Olympic medals for the country. And then when MTK signed me, and in brackets I wouldn't be boxing if it weren't for them, they threw me under a bus every time something happened regarding crime in Dublin. How did they throw him under the bus? How, is that, how about him? That's what I'd like to think. I, I, was there one article this, where this they mentioned... Like, I can't believe that tweet. Whatever about following the party line and, and doing the I support one. But to throw in another one and say, yeah... This sounds like a bit of uh, MTK brainwashing yeah, the boxers into... It's, it's a bit like the Mourinho thing where you say it's, 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 it's us against them yeah. scenario. And they seem to... They seem For sure, to, Michael Condon was only on... Uh, the Late Late Show. The Late Show a couple of weeks ago and yeah. Tuberty never mentioned it. It was yeah. very much what he up to. We're looking forward to seeing you fighting and bring home a world title, this, that and the other and he was more than happy to be there. So and two or three weeks later, yeah, we're not going to be touching we're not going to be touching base with any of these anymore. So MTK Global aren't really global because they're not really dealing <laughs> with the whole globe. <laughs> it's in small print except in the Republic. So yeah, I just think this is something that a lot of Irish, you know, we're very divisive and north and south and people getting involved. And yeah, but I, I would actually... But, it, but this could ha- cause a lot of problems for some of these guys it could further down the line. Actually, I mean, with, with Ireland, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, the, the, it has started to gel exactly. over... over and boxing's always been a, an island of Ireland sport. It's, they compete for Ireland. Yeah. Um, and the lads will compete for, say, Northern Ireland in the Commonwealth Games and then they compete for Ireland in the Olympics. But I don't... It's it's an, it's a it's like golf and rugby. Yeah. It's a it's a whole island sport, and it's one that we support everyone. Carl Frampton and all the likes, and everyone up the north. We we support them just as much as we would the, the boys down below. Um, that mean it should be they should be able to distance themselves from yeah. all these accusations. Are even if it was they were obviously part of it. But, Distance themselves, say we're we're different. We're we're not we're yeah. not that now anymore, and and, just and, and let it fade away. Ignore now. I don't think they'll ever get away from no, it. After and eventually, the when they do come back, because as I think Eddie Hearn, if he has any brain, I know Katie Taylor is supposed to have a card, but he needs to make one up now and get one going and sell out the tree arena and have everyone going that anyone's in his stable and any Irish links and sell it out and say, take a look at what you could have won, as I said earlier. And all of a sudden, right lads, we need to make some money. We're missing out here. Blah, 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 blah. Like Tyson Fury, they've a, they've a decent stable. The 29 Irish fighters. There's a great card with uh, Carl Frampton um, on where it's a bit of North v South. There's three fights. Yeah. A bit of Best of Ireland bouts before. It's a great undercard and it's up there and it's going to stay up there now until they decide to stop uh, the whole Republic of Ireland media ban. But it's just... I don't know. And of course, James McLean got in on the act and jumped in with them. And then what James McLean say? Oh, he retweeted the same tweet I support right. blah 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 and then people are like what are you getting involved for yeah. but typical James he has to you know anything that has to do with Ireland supporting this that and the other but he just said listen I'm just supporting some of my mates that's all end off I'd say that's all it is but no that's what it is for him yeah. I'd say he has no idea of the, the full gist of it all but I don't know I just don't know what to make of it I just think it's a stupidly 
naive move by these guys. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it comes And where's Matthew Macklin about all this? It's his name at the top of the door, yeah. like MTK. You come out and have a go. I bet you you won't. No. Or he'll do it on the sly at these YouTube channels and the RFLs and all these lads. It's just a stupid thing to divide yourself. Mm-hmm. As I said, slit your own throat now. Uh, is it despite, despite your face, is that what it is? Yeah. Remember we were it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I don't see what Touch they're going to... I don't think what they're going to benefit from the yeah. whole thing, so... Like, I don't associate any of these guys with any of this. I don't care what gym they're in. I just want to see them win. Yeah. And I know 99.9% of them all would be, uh, boxing fans would be the same. That's it, yeah. I'd say they couldn't care less. They know that they're not. And if they are directly involved, they are, I couldn't care less. It's, it's their own life, but it's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the, and some people are going to switch off from these guys now because it's the fact that they're not going to, they're going to ban signing people and none of these lads they're still telling the party like, that's the bit that bothers me it's they're not going to sign any more Irish uh, boxers no and not one of them have kind of gone lads I think we're going too far here yeah. I don't like I support Irish boxing which Paddy Barnes would be that's an, not an attack but that's a slight against Irish boxing he should be standing up to them going nah that's not good enough whatever about the media yeah. not signing Irish lads is not good enough and not one of them's doing it and that's what bothers me about it so where does it go from here <laughs> Who knows? Ah, there'll be a couple of cards coming up and good luck to them and I'll still be following and supporting. Of course, man, you still support them. But I think they need to stand up a little bit now and get on to Matthew Macklin, whatever about um, the CEO there, but they need to be getting on to him and saying, listen, whatever about the media ban, we need to kind of knock the signing Irish lads on the head. Right, we're going to start up our own hashtag. Hashtag MTK Global Cop On. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, our little bit of seriousness, and uh, I don't think we put our foot in anything there. We're not going to end up no. on the list. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> And welcome back to the big kickoff in Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Rehard Mares. Oh, yeah. What do we think of that situation, then? <laughs> um, Rehard Mares, I have to say, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for some of the players some of the days. And it's the typical, probably, oh, they pay too much, blah, 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 real grumpy old man stuff. But in fairness to him, I'm looking at Leicester as we should have always looked at Leicester. They're just a good old-fashioned mid-table team. But they're a little bit better than mid-table at the moment. They're a half-decent side and yeah. Wales got them organised again. But that's what they are. What happened two years ago is one of them freaking natures that we all know and love. And it's brilliant. But they're not that bracket of team. Yeah. So for an Arsenal, the summer just gone or the summer previous and he wanted to go, didn't blame him. Never happened. They probably wanted a bit extra. They tried to get it on the cheap. This one, though, £60 million for him. I think that's fair money I couldn't give a crap what some of the other clubs overspent on other I think it's perfect but they wanted something like 90 and you're not going until you do I don't I haven't a problem with their stance but I feel a bit sorry for him now this is this is another big move will he has that ship sailed now I don't know I think will he get as big a move I think yeah what is what is the important thing here? Is is it important that a player gets to move when he wants to move, or is it important that a player honors his contract? 
Yeah, most players don't. You know, and most and nowadays the reason why contracts are given, they're they're given to make sure that when eventually they do throw their so get a fee. Fam, we'll get our fee. So the guy wants to go. I think he's done more than enough. He's done good service. Vardy's at that stage of his career. You're not going to get sixty to ninety million from him. He's thirty or whatever he yeah. is. If he ever left, they probably would make a nice tidy sum of money. But they're not going to make the sum of money they're going to they're going to get from Maris. Um I understand and I respect their stance going we want to keep our best players I get all that but are you thinking of it in the sense that we can get back there again don't kid yourselves you know don't kid yourselves but they also might look at it from the point of view that we want to stay in the Premier League exactly and this is one of them double edged swords it's one of the rare ones where I don't really have I'm on Team Mariners or Team Leicester Mm. I get both sides of the story and and as a player and I'll touch on it in a minute in relation to the likes of Lee Miller a lot of people like which is terrible sad what happened and Hart goes out to his family and friends and everyone else involved um, but people might say oh he went to United too. you can't turn down Man United yeah. you know it's one of them with, with Maris City are coming knocking I want to go and I don't blame him um, and it's probably the second time he's been turned down from a move so if he took a few days out you know, it's it's a workplace. As much as it's football and people kind of say it's only a game, it's still a place of work. And if you feel you've been wronged, taking a few days off work, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world what he did. for a few. He's back now. And if he's going to give it everything and try and get out in the summer grand or whatever. Hmm. But it's one of them. It's a 50-50. I can see both sides. See, I, yeah. I feel I, a bit sorry for him. I see. Yeah, I can understand that he wants to go to a big club. Yeah. But he has been angling for that since they won the league oh yeah he wants to and profit off it yeah. when people say oh he's you know he's put his head down he's worked hard he actually didn't in the first year after they won the league he was because he wanted to go in the summer he wanted right? to Same go in that yeah. summer he wanted to go and he was angling for that move straight away yeah. it was only the year after that he actually yeah correct this season put, put this season is a, he put his head down anyhow and, he, and he's worked hard I think I think footballers forget how lucky they are to have the mm. job that they have. Yeah. I understand that kind of thing where you want to go to a big club or whatever. Don't sign a long-term contract with Leicester if you don't want to stay yeah. with Leicester. You it's know? just Leicester are taking a rare stance. Yeah, That's what it is, really. Most clubs that eventually... We'll get rid of the problem. Yeah. But is Puel a part of it? Because he's very much on the charm offensive all week. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll bring him back. Because obviously he's a great player and you don't replace that that easy. And especially Leicester. You know, Riyad Mahrez, they, he, was, he was a diamond in the rough plug from the sky. One of these players that the mid-table teams that get lucky with from time to time that the big boys don't see. And there's plenty of them out there. Mm. That's but, the ironic thing. they got thing them for 250,000. Exactly. And so that is nothing. And, and, they could, and, and, and they could have, these guys. Now, for me, if I was, personally, if I, if I was the Leicester yeah. uh, manager yeah. or Leicester chairman or whatever, I would have sold them. Yeah, for two reasons you're getting 60 million which is great yeah. now, money doesn't make a damn of difference if, if, if your team are going to go down but Leicester are in a position where I don't think they're going to go down no. I, in, in actual fact they're probably more than likely going to finish in the mid table mm-hmm. maybe slightly above that mm-hmm. but they were going to get 60 million plus Patrick Roberts who for Celtic had, had been absolutely excellent Patrick Roberts that makes it even a bit more so head scratching they were gonna, that was the swap so it was going to be 6 million plus a potential I don't know you could put Patrick Roberts at player. 20 million or something he's a good like player that. really good player so and potential in the long term as well so it, I think with Marquez now his head is all over the place you mightn't get what you wanted out of him anyhow you've seen mm-hmm. that with uh, Sanchez and you've seen that yeah. with Uzil or whatever Yeah, just not doing it for them so and I, I think Arsenal should have sold them as well but last summer but 
Yeah, I think they should have let him go for their sake. I think it would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But I do think... Uh, I, I, think I, don't, I, I don't quite agree with... I think you should get up and go to work and that's it. And, and, and if you have a grievance... Great. Like, one day. Yeah, right. Go on. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm sick. Uh, I don't really feel like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then next day, right, get your arse back into gear. Yeah. Hold on. But at the same time... Get your, ar- get your arse back in your, your Ferrari and, and yeah, get to work. Which is true, but that world is a dark and murky world and all sorts of promises. And because there's so many parties involved and agents, he said, she said, he could have been told this is done and dusted and all of a sudden somebody went no I never said that and he could be right F you like this is the this this is the side of it that we'll never see Um, but yeah it's a funny one but listen he'll come back he'll play a bit he won't play a bit he'll have to he'll have to show up in order to get that big of a move again he has to show up if he disappears for another six months yeah your Romas are going to come after him again. I presume Roma came in last summer and he didn't want to go there. Yeah, the only reason he's going to get a big move now is if he performs unbelievable yeah. for the rest of the season. So that's it. Leicester might get a good player again for another trip. Now comments. you've had your view. I've had my view. It's time for a third view. Chris Sutton. <laughs> oh, he's no, he's a big baby, isn't he? I mean, <laughs> well, he is though. Is he? I mean, there comes a time where he's a bit disappointed, but you're there for the end of the season. Ooh. Leicester's been. Let's let's put him on the map uh, and. You know, if I was one of his teammates, I would be deeply unhappy with him. Why? You know, after all, well, he's disappointed. Okay, we understand that. Totally understand that. You know, if a bigger club uh, comes in, if a Manchester City or United, whatever, I get that. But there comes a time when we all know what the situation is now, and he has to see out the remainder of the season. Mm. So get on with it. And he's not doing that. And I think he's letting his manager down and his teammates yeah. down. So, well, exactly we said <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of them ones you know you feel a bit for him for personal for the move but yeah the club can do what they want they have him under contract that's all yeah it's one of them funny ones get on with it okay but, uh, uh, hashtag he's no choice hashtag cop on yeah hashtag yeah, yeah. but he's no choice for the big move as we said he's yeah. no choice so anyway next um tmo we, everyone was going on about the VAR a week or two ago. The TMO got one wrong yesterday uh, between Wales and uh, England. What was that now? Basically, yeah. Uh, that, that wasn't the supposed Wales try. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, nothing supposed about it. Yeah, you I got don't the, know. You got the first touch. I don't know. Clear as day. This is a good one now. Because right? mm. I actually thought... Right. But this proves that the system isn't 100% correct. Because no, it still has human eyes looking at it. And some things, angles and all. So the VAR has to come in. One bad move, one bad decision means nothing. They've had it for years and they can still yeah. have shady ones. Like that, it doesn't solve everything. I thought in, the, in Troy yesterday for, for or non-Troy for mm. Wales. Initially, I thought, right, hold on. Did he... I thought he knocked it on with his knees, but then no, on the but that's allowed. And then on the yeah, but then on the first replay, it kind of looked like I might have hit his finger. Yeah, and I went okay, yeah. maybe it did hit his finger. And then the second one, you seen it clearly hit off his knee. Yeah. And went in and says, yeah. right, that's it. that bit sorted. I says, that has to be a try because he's definitely got his hand down on it. Mm. But I actually look looking at the the replay, he didn't actually ground it. He nearly bounced it off the ground. But as long as his hand is on the ball as it hits the ground, technically that's a grounder. Yeah, but I don't think he did. I think he kind of slapped it onto the ground. But see, this is it. This is the beauty. Yeah. You, t- you don't think so. I think so. And this, this is why it's not 
foolproof people this is why VAR has to come in they're not always going to get it right because there's funny angles things move so fast but it has to come in because they'll get more right than wrong yeah. that's the whole point some idiots and they're bloody idiots on the big TV punditries one bad uh, decision it's gone it's shambles it's a joke yes Alan Shearer it's you pal no. you're a Muppet yeah. you well, are a Muppet I, it's, not, it's not the only one because I've, I've had discussions or overheard discussions with people talking out in the general mm. public and they're exa- exactly the same thing oh you got that wrong this is a load of rubbish they need to scrap it yeah. and I said well what, what's, the, what's the other thing I said obviously it has to get quicker has to be more decisive yeah but no matter what if even if it was 100 mm-hmm. percent, you take away all the the, the drama that goes around yeah. with it right but people say well you know it has to be fair still, and has to it's be not. further proof that there's still drama with it but the thing is is that if you don't have it you're going to have a lot of drama and decisions that are wrong mm-hmm. with this you're just going to have a lot more decisions that are right yeah and it is part of the drama and listen it's something that you have to get used to it's something that has to evolve it's mm. One week in, and they're all ready to get in here. I couldn't tell you how long it's been in the rugby, but there's still then one or two dodgy decisions because there will be yeah. with the angles and the speeds of the game. Of course, there will be, and that's one of them. Yeah. And as you said, there's only two of us here, but it's weird. You say potentially no, and I say potentially yes. Yeah. So that's the way it is. We're humans. This stuff happens. It's, yeah. it's opinion sometimes, and that's why we love sport because of this. And the VR and the TMOs are still not taking that away, in my opinion. Yeah. They still won't take it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so move on, people. But yeah, it would have made a massive difference to the game. Obviously, England got the win. In one way, it's a good thing because it potentially might be the showdown. But I still put mind seeing them getting beaten before that. And Mike Brown, as usual, uh, you'll hear me moan about him over the next few weeks. He's the fullback for England. You never like him. When they lost the championship to Ireland. And he's moaning and moaning. Oh, it's not fair. Then you got Italy and racked up loads of tries. Why didn't we win? I shut up. Yeah. But he was at it again yesterday. Williams missed a chance for a try and he couldn't wait to get into him and into his face. Oh, I seen him. him. I it seen him. Just yeah. does my head yeah. in. He's yeah. classless. Horgan just ignored him when they talked about it in on TV. He said, yeah, move on. You know my opinion. Yeah. 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 He's he's a yeah. Blood, there was no there was no bloody good player, but he's not well liked. He's yeah. one of them. He's a Joey. Player. There was no need to be getting in his face because he, he should have been over tapping his team Underhill was yeah. it? Under Should have been oh, tapping him. It was a yeah. great saving tackle. Couldn't wait to get at him. Right on the line, spin, spun him around. Yeah. A brilliant tackle. He should have been clapping him on the back rather than yeah. going from. Yeah. Couldn't wait 100%. to get at him. Um, Ireland. What did you think of Ireland? Uh, I didn't see much of it as I told you because I was at the Christmas, so oh, it was the right. typical in the background, you can't hear. But look, it was typically impressive. Uh, a lot of what I looked, I looked more into the media afterwards because obviously I didn't see it as much so I wanted to kind of get their opinion and I'll, I'll trust them uh, Conor O'Shea was very complimentary and he said they were more than impressive Sergio Parise came out and said they're a far better side than, uh, than England a far better team to watch and they moved the ball very well and this and the other the young guys that came in Stockdale got a couple they're all starting to look good Larmer looked good by all accounts it was very impressive a little bit sloppy at the end but I think that shows where how good we are that one or two of the questions to Joe Schmidt afterwards would you be a bit disappointed with the couple of tries like is that how good we're getting yeah. that we're getting picky now you know what I mean which which I find impressive I was expecting a game where a bit like the England game the week before where it would find it hard to break them down and then yes. and then maybe break through right yeah. That didn't happen because Ireland basically destroyed them in, yeah. in the first half. Yeah. I think it, there was no point. Italy yeah. got no points in the first half. But I think it was f- 
Did they get up to 42 first? I think it was 42 nil before they came in and got there first. Well, yeah, it was disappointing though that it was. It, I could understand, and you said, but maybe this is us expecting more. But to let in three tries, yeah, no, no, it's it's a perfectly understandable question. The the at the end, it could come down to points mm. difference. So you may, you may rule that in the end. Plus the whole. It, there's going to be a bit of a mind game thing because Eddie Jones loves it and he's cranking it up and he's been bigging it up before the Six Nations ch- uh, started. Oh, Ireland are favourites, Ireland are favourites, Ireland are favourites. The clubs and everything, and we're not doing well in Europe, but Ireland are favourites. In other words, the Irish bottle it under pressure. That's why he's used to as an Aussie. They love pressure and they go to a different level. Yeah, go, yeah. Let's, let's go old school on them and make them the favourites and eventually they'll crumble because that's what Irish yeah, tend yeah, to do yeah. in sport. And that's what he's good at. And I suppose that's where people are coming from if we had been clinical to the end and really gave a statement going, yeah, we're here and we're ready and we'll see you in four weeks' time. Like, yeah. Jesus, yeah. as soon as I said that, I got pumped. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I got a little stir there. Come on, uh, Scotland, France is on today, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Scotland are about because, yeah, they were the next, kind of the next big thing and the up-and-coming team and then, Jesus, Wales steamrolled them last week. So the doubts are there again. Already. So it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, another week on, Will France improve again? Because very much a rough time, and only seven or eight weeks with the new coach. So it's an interesting and, and, game. and a lot more younger players in their squad as well. So yeah. they are they are they're going to improve as the Six Nations goes on. As Matt Williams said, Ireland got them at the right time, and you never know they might give England a bit of a stir. They're, they're, they're bruisers, absolute bruisers. Yeah. Okay, we'll be back after the break. Off on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Should have took a bite of donut just as uh, we came back, should I? <laughs> uh, 0870627138. The big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Keep it going. Listen to us from around the world. Mm-hmm. Was it talk radio? No, Jesus, that's a rival. We, we, we're, we're actually global. Yeah, but what's the, the app? You think I should know? For what? Where people from around the world can listen to us. What? Live. The radio app. Oh, sorry. Tune in radio. Sorry. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about there. We're a slick professional <laughs> for people. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Who cares? Go on. Shoot. <laughs> I can't even listen, remember. We can't not, because um, we're going to be experts for the next two weeks. Winter Olympics. Uh, the fun Olympics, as I call it, because it's all interesting and new and looking at the snow. And obviously, a lot of the more X Games uh, kind of... Um, events have been coming in over the last couple of Olympics and um, they're exciting to watch like obviously the slope slow yesterday was it was basically skateboarding but on the snow because there's loads of the rails and stuff at the start and then it builds up it's quicker and quicker to the higher ramps and then it's big air and all these turns and twists and everything else and it's exciting and you're kind of half looking forward to seeing what they get up to but also are they going to land it or not because yeah. you know it's all about the landing if they don't land it's crap if they land it's awesome <laughs> and that's all I know we were talking about this the other yeah, day yeah, it's yeah. a bit like when the Olympics <laughs> is on and the, the gymnastics, the gymnastics or, and you, 
everyone looks at it and they're doing all these amazing flips and turns and twists but it's irrelevant and then the only thing we look for is if their foot moves yeah when they land they land boom. on two feet oh that's good that's, <laughs> and, and stu- oh rubbish he's gone he's gonna lose marks for that <laughs> <laughs> and they could be <laughs> and of course if we went and did a tumble we'd oh, be delighted I yeah I'd die I literally I wouldn't even get up over the horse thing or whatever but uh, I did my stereotypical like we all do we become armchair experts within seconds of every sport yeah and it was luge yesterday and uh, I tell you what now uh, bar none now I, I don't know how about uh, the the, the curling the curling I, I actually like yeah I, of course I don't know why you need a brush but the curling <laughs> the curling I, for some crazy reason it must be the, the very old man in me yeah, I'm maybe going to play bowls and I get older about it or just, I just like it but the luge is the best by a mile ah, or skeleton like the skeleton's the face first yeah luge is where you're on your back with your head kind of at the back and you're staring down yeah and you can see your feet kind of going to different uh, various t- twists and turns but anyway my little expertise watching it yesterday and uh, uh, the, obviously BBC would have some of their own people oh it's snowing outside I'd just like to report I can just see behind Roy here there's loads of flakes floating around Merry Christmas <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, there was uh, stereotypical German lead as usual, and then there was an Austrian. I think it was Gleisner or Gleischer. I can't remember where the end was there or not, because that was distracting me. Your man kept saying Gleisner. I went, I don't think there was an end there. And then I start watching it again, and of course, they have their own experts. And don't get me wrong, these guys have done it, so they probably know, but I don't know them because they're probably come fortieth and fiftieth. I'm not even yeah, this, but, yeah. but anyway, he, they had his expert with him, and uh, yeah, he, and he was. Every corner, yeah, the way he's sliding out of each corner. This is where he's constantly losing time. Yeah, this is, this isn't one of the stereotypical good ones. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, you can see it. he's gonna be losing time every time. And then th- there's three intermediaries. So there's the first one at the start, and then there's one in the middle, and then obviously the final time. Yeah, and it was the second one. He was only point zero four four hundredth of a second out, and I was like, "Did your man just?" I was like, "What's he talking about?" He's just literally a hair's breadth behind him, and then final time he he was two hundred seconds or two hundredths of a second uh, faster and then silence from him the commentators go man oh what a phenomenal time that's going to be a tough one to beat that's one of the best times down this track blah 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 blah. and after about 30 or 40 seconds yeah well it obviously works for him and uh, he's trying to save face and it's like listen you got burnt there pal how much of an expert are you you know and of course I got my little moment because I was like you're delighted with uh, he's just off the time what are you on about next time awesome um, for the Irish, we have a few out there, and actually yeah. today there's today we some, kick off. Yeah, so it's Patrick McMillan is in the, the men's downhill. Uh, that's Alpine. Scheme. Actually, I'll just I interrupt you there. That did. got postponed today. Oh, did it? Because of uh, conditions, it's on Thursday. Okay, as far as I'm aware, if I'm my memory collects um, is good from about two hours ago. Grant Thomas Westgard <clears throat> already competed at six fifteen a.m. Irish time. We want to get onto that, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. And uh, tomorrow we have Tess Arbez in the women's joint slalom run one again uh, Alpine skiing. Uh, Seamus O'Connor is in the men's half pipe qualification he's snowboard. Ha- he's our half a chance guy, is he? In the half yeah, pipe, he, he, yeah, he, no, he is. He's he's a guy that he's a decent. Uh, in, oh, what's he? What's he do? Yeah, the half, half pipe. He's um, been there thereabouts over the last couple of years, and he just missed out on the final in four years ago. He's only twenty years of age, Californian born, but yeah, he's the guy. If everything went well, and one or two of the top lads were to make a few mistakes Stumble. he's, he's yeah. got a half a shot then we've Brendan Newby on Tuesday the 20th he's in the men's half plate qualifications as well yeah. uh, freestyle skiing freestyle skiing I like that did you remember uh, the sixth baron of Rottesley do you remember him I, yeah 
Ron Clifton Rotters that yeah he just missed out on the, a medal at the 2002 Salt Lake remember the skeleton no yeah I always remember he's Dublin born but he's eaten educated and he, he spoke ever so nice right but uh, there's a nice little picture of him there oh, face first I tell you you're literally only 6 inches from the ice and you're yeah. going 100 kilometres an hour yeah I tell you that's a ballsy game that is Um and he just missed out. Yeah, he just missed out on the podium, but he was in the he was in the medal positions for a while, and uh, yeah, just just missed out in forty. But we all became experts for two or three days as usual. Just a bit like people the, sliding down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, ah, yeah. Look at him, he's brutal. He keeps hitting the wall. Yeah, <laughs> a bit closer to the wall there. <laughs> uh, going at three hundred million miles yeah, an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit like what we we're talking about last week with the Irish Ice Hockey Association. We don't have. The facilities here too. Exactly. And so the, the, these people have to go out of their way or we have to do a bit of uh, either side of the, the Jamaican bobsleighing team thing where we have to roll people down hills and stuff like that. You know, it, so we're, we, we, anything that we can There is potential in. sports without having to leave the country that you could do. And I was only watching it yesterday. Um, Elise Christie is her name. She's one of the favourites for the short track speed skate. And she would have been fancy. She's from Scotland. She would have been fancy four years ago and uh, had a bad time she kind of missed out on one or two she fell in one of them and got disqualified and she took out a, uh, one of the Koreans now one of her interviews she was getting very upset and I've been receiving death threats and really struggling and I was like who on earth would care enough Yeah. and I'm thinking who, who in Britain's doing all that but I only found out literally the day or two ago when they were doing little BBC are kind of getting to know you kind of some of these people and of course they went back to her and this is her redemption this is her chance to, for retribution or whatever Um but in Korea, it's up there with all sports. It's top-notch sport. And they, they have them there because she took out a Korean. Right. So she was getting a few keyboard warriors from Korea giving her stick. And that's what it was. And I was like, okay, that makes a bit more sense. But they showed her kind of gone the buses and trains in Korea the other day. And people are stopping her. The Koreans are stopping her for selfies because that's how popular the sport is. They know who she is and what have you. Um, but she started off a figure skating. Right. And that was it. And then she went into a race and she said they won the selection box. She ended up winning and she goes, I like this, I'll give this a go. And they have ice skating rinks over there. Yeah. That's all you need. They have a few. And she became decent at it. And I remember Wilf O'Reilly back in the day, I think it was Calgary Olympics in 88, he won a gold. So there's a bit of form in Britain, as in there's one or two people who can do it. They don't have to be Scandinavian born or Asian born or wherever, where the strongholds are. And uh, she's one of the leading ones. And there's two or three girls behind her, probably off the back of her success. So. Yeah. An ice rink, that's all you need, and you never know. So, so you have the ice hockey guys here last week, yeah. They don't even have, they don't bloody have one. We'll continue it on, hashtag get it started, yeah, you know, like because it's ridiculous. We should have at this stage, we should have facilities for all these types of sports. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why we shouldn't have these facilities in place, like Sports Campus Ireland. Thankfully, is here now, and thankfully, there is progress. But that should be one of the next ones, yeah. an ice rink, or and one of these multi purpose arenas where you can roll it in and roll it out. You know, this is the way it should be, and back all sports because these are the sports that could get us attention and potentially could sneak us medals from time to time. Yeah. There could be a skater out there who has a natural ability and could start competing. Ah, whatever. You know? I think if you look at all sports in general, though, the reason why we don't do as well in most sports. I suppose you could put boxing aside from, mm. from this. But the reason why we don't do mo- is because the money isn't put into mm-hmm. those sports or any sports. Mm-hmm. Probably bar the GAA, which supposedly were the best in the world. But we haven't had a World Cup of... <laughs> but there's proof. Yeah. Like, you know, Dublin threw everything away and said, right, 
we are the biggest county. We're, we should be the best. We're not successful. They threw everything. Or they ripped up the uh, rule book and started again. And now look at them. They're yeah. literally unstoppable at the moment. Yeah. Now, it's yeah. a mixture of both generations. They have a bloody good generation of players. It is a mixture of both. But they have a great template there to keep spitting out good players and keep their best players. Yeah. And it, there's no rocket science. The guys that were at us last week, guys, they had a facility. They managed to go from Division 3 to Division 2 status. And now they don't have any status because they're not allowed to compete anymore internationally because yeah. they don't have a bloody home ground. Yeah. There is proof that a bit of investment and giving people the right facilities will end, end up making them better and maintaining. Because in Ireland, we get bored very quick and we have a lot of good sports people. But because the next level's not there, they give up. Yeah. And that's why these facilities should be around is to make sure they stay. Yeah, and, because and not everyone can go to college in America and get a, a scholarship. One of the stupidest things that our government seem to do is yeah. if a sport isn't performing, they'll cut the funding to that oh, yeah. sport. So if the, if anything, they should get more. Exactly what happened with the boxing, our most prestigious sport when yeah. it comes to Olympics, yeah. medal wise, etc. Mm-hmm. And because they have one bad <laughs> Olympics, they they, they cut yeah. the budget. So it shows you the, the, the brain dead people who are mm-hmm. in these jobs that they decide it actually should be right. We need to increase it by an extra mm-hmm. 10% and we push on for the next Olympics. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of money going out there in the wrong direction. And, and even say bo- the boxing spitting, still spitting out the go. Listen, we're going to take a little bit off you just for this year to put it back into this one for a year or two. Yeah. But we'll give it back to you. Don't worry, we'll spread it around, but user in a good position at the moment we'll still back you but we're not going to give you the exact same whatever I don't know just be a bit sensible about it instead of going right write that one off or get rid of it okay so the Winter Olympics is on obviously from since the, the 9th yeah. and it is finishing up on February the 25th so have a look at it because it actually is really There's really some great fun sports isn't it? that you yeah. wouldn't uh, and you actually and you get stuck into it don't you you really yeah. do get stuck into it and it was all about that split second and you're yeah. always kind of looking at it and the, the little split second sections yeah. coming down and any of these things brilliant L- Look at it as much as you can. Okay, so we were supposed to have Aaron Callahan yep. on uh, today. Obviously, as we said at the start of the show, uh, unforeseen circumstances. So we won't be having him on this morning, but we, he will be on in a couple of weeks. So uh, we are going to have a little look at some of the funnier sides of, I suppose, sports call-ins. And basically <laughs> just have a little bit of fun. But sure, we'll have a song beforehand and then we will come back then. Kickoff on 96.4 FM. We were having a big yap there. there was a, the, we were just saying beforehand, we were talking about the Winter Olympics. Yeah, and just, mentioned. just there now. Who was Breaking it? news. Gold medal for Sven Kramer of the Netherlands in the 5,000 metre speed skating. Now, snowy, the snowy country of Netherlands. The flattest country. Like they, like, I just briefly mentioned, I don't know, about 10 million. I don't, yeah. They have a larger population. 14 or something. But... There you go. Uh, how can a country like Holland, obviously a little bit bigger, but there's obviously more of a, a, a catchment or whatever. But there's a nation which spit out top sportsmen across, and women, across so many different sports. How is that? Yeah. You know, explain how are some of these nations 
just that good. And it's probably because they have the bloody best of Just everything. facilities. It's just you know? facilities. We won't get too Simple much more into it, but, but that, anyway, that's just proof that we you have, have the to have a Sven Kramer floating around here and somewhere. We have, to, we have to have a, a, a maybe a, a, not a failed sprinter as per se. I mean, if you get to the Olympics as a sprinter yeah. for anything, you're not a failed. But what I'm saying is someone who can compete at the top level in sprinting surely can... Start pushing a bobsled. Pushing a, <laughs> get on a pair of skates and use that power maybe in the Winter Olympics, exactly. you know. So, anyhow. Listen, we said we hadn't got Aaron Callahan in today for unforeseen circumstances. He will be in with us again in a couple of weeks. So we decided to have a look at the uh, more humorous side of, uh, I suppose, sport and uh, sport interviews. quarterbacks who are experts, you know, that's yeah. all we are. <laughs> so uh, there's a couple now we, we've had over this, I suppose, since we started Absolute last May. There's a couple yeah. of brilliant ones. But I'm going to start off with, this is a classic Can I ask one. you something? Because obviously yeah. this is your little baby. Is there an American one in there? No, I couldn't get an American <laughs> one. There's uh, bound to be some crazy, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's just say somebody from the South going bananas about American football. <laughs> We can, we, can, we can do that for another day. Oh, Bobby ain't playing no football. <laughs> I actually did have one, and it was a bit off the rails. Right, fair enough. Off okay, the Richter okay, scale. Okay. So you need to, it's a vi- it was a visual one. So you I need put to my trust in you, Roy. Uh, but this is a li- the League of Ireland fan, and he yes. was talked. Do you remember this one? Is this uh, the guy out in the, uh, Stephen's Green or out, wherever he is? No, he's out, outside the spire. Okay. Across the road from the spire, I think it's on, uh, not Abbey Street, is it? What's the, what, no, what's the street? Henry Street. Street. Henry Street. Across from the Oh, sorry, the spire. apologies, come on. And, uh, this is him talking <laughs> about the League of Ireland and how he supports the League of Ireland. Who do you support? Patrick Sigledic. Have you been a Pats fan all your life? I have, yeah. And do you go to all the matches? Uh, I used to, but not as much as I used to go, you know? Who is your favourite Pats player? Uh, the fella in the green and my short. Okay, and Pats, they haven't been doing too well this season. Do you think they're going to do well this season? Uh, it's just uh, taking a break, you know, for next season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. keep the good men on the bench. Then, bam, Bob's your uncle, Mary's your auntie. Do you think it's important for like Irish people to support our own soccer league? I do, yeah. I, I don't believe in all that... Uh, like the Premier League and all, you know, like I follow Man United, we should be following our own sides, yeah, but then now I might be getting into politics, then like they say, oh, we don't want the Queen over here, but yet they follow the Queen's football teams, it's actually a good point, you know what I'm trying to say, so I just think they're all hypocrites, like, but it should be all League of Ireland all the way. And of course, Celtic. I agree with you. All the way. <laughs> so, Technically, a Queen's club as well. If if, if, if his uh, rationale is it's a hundred percent. And anyone from outside of Ireland, uh, Pat's play in red and white and not red green and white. Yeah. <laughs> so his favourite player doesn't even play on the same team. The Maybe it's goalkeeper. Green and white. Maybe it's the goalkeeper. Yeah, actually, yeah, he could be, know, right. so he could that, be right. That's a classic. Uh, that's but there's so many in him, um, like. Uh, people on the streets with the microphones and they, people will just panic and give an answer even if they have no idea what they're talking about because they don't want to kind of go oh I don't know yeah and there are many people where you're going you're panicking now and you're just making stuff up yeah but he hadn't ah well he hadn't a clue he, he could be a stereotype but we're not going to go there he's given us a good laugh though in fairness that was so brilliant fair, no, play fair play to him um, Andy Goldstein <laughs> had a <laughs> Andy Goldstein had a but of course Celtic <laughs> <laughs> Andy Goldstein had a, a caller in uh, who's Matt's what's her Matt's like 
so-so. Well, yeah. in fairness, I, did, I got 2,000 pennies quite quick oh, yesterday. you did yesterday, yeah. I had yeah, my Rayman moment. Yeah, no one else knows. 20 euros worth of 2,000 pennies. That's a conversation between you and me. Anyway. But... He had a fella on who's uh, maths and how many teams in the Premier League. Um, well, <laughs> have some have problems a, with it, didn't he? Have a listen. Uh, Michael, just quickly while I've got you, what do you make of, I don't know if you had Jason's views on there, should preferably, preferably be 18 teams in the Premier League next season? How many is there at the moment? <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> well, okay, you work it out. There's 38 games a season. How many, how many okay, teams? One home, one away. How many teams are there? <laughs> There's 38 games. Every team has 38 games. Okay, yeah. they play every team home and away. 38 yeah. games. Okay, how many teams are there in the league? That's uh, 17. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that would be 32. Is it? Come on, come on, have another guess, Mikey. If there's 38 games, yeah. you half that because they play on. You're going how many games then? Right. Half of 15. Where's Carl Alderman? Hang on, where is it? Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Get your socks off. Use your toes. <laughs> How many teams are there in the Premier half, League? Half of 30 is 15. 15. Half of 30 is 15. 16, 17, 18. 17 and a half. 17 and a half. <laughs> How many teams are there in the Premier League, Mike? 16. One more guess, Mike. Quick, quick. 17. 17's an odd number, Michael. That means one team wouldn't be playing every weekend. <laughs> you can't have that. How can you not know this? One team should be spurs. Come on, come on, we're going to get, we're going to educate. No, I don't you. think we should. No, I think we can, Mikey. Come on. Right. How many teams in the Premier League? And it has to be an even number. You have nineteen 18, games at 18. home, nineteen games at home, and nineteen games away. That's got to be nineteen games at home, nineteen games away. That's got to be nineteen, 19 teams. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, no, no. My, my producer just said, is, 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 get him off. I want to keep him on. Let's do it again. 19 games at home. Yeah. You can't play yourself. 19 yep. games away. 19 games at home. Oh, double 19. Yeah. What's that? That, that is 20. 29. 30, 30, 30, 30. 38. Yeah, that, what? 38 what? 38 games. Yeah, we, we told you that. Yep, that's info we gave you at the beginning. Yeah. So it's 38 games, which yeah, means how many teams? There's 38 games yeah. in the Premier League yeah. a season. Yeah. And that is it then, because... And half of that... Yeah, how many teams? Is what you play home and away. Yeah, go on, how yeah. many teams? How many teams there? There's 38. What, teams? No, no, no. There's 19 teams. Look, listen, last time, there can't be an odd number of teams. Otherwise, one team wouldn't play. Oh, 18, 18. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You may well have won the cup, but I tell you what, you are, I don't you go. are amazed by night. Michael? Yeah? Do you honestly not know the answer? No. I'm trying. No, you're not. You can't tell me you're not trying, Michael. Listen, my maths isn't the best. No, you're not kidding. You don't need maths. You need to be able to see. You just need to look at any league table ever. I don't... Listen, I, I, I don't can. I don't even know what, like, some numbers on the back of their T-shirts. Because... My, Michael, Michael. <laughs> there's, there's 26 teams in the Premier League. All right? All right, all right Dave. Now, now you know, OK? All right? Uh, OK, now you know. Okay. So if anyone asks, you say 26. Can I take my blonde wig off now? Yeah, take it off. <laughs> cheers, Mike. Cheers, Mike. Right, cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. And he'll tell people there's yeah, 26. Yeah, he said, yeah, well, I heard it on radio, haven't I? <laughs> 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 
So <laughs> 17 and a half. 17 and a half. Who would beat the half a team, do you reckon? <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, half, half the time they don't show up. 17 and a half. <laughs> He struggled badly, didn't he? And it was funny because the lads were and taking And this is Jason Cundy as well. Like, yeah. like, you're getting slagged off by Jason Cundy. That would drive me insane. I love you, Jason. I do love him, but that would bother me right up there, that would. Um, See? It's well, yeah. balance. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Emmanuel Frimpong. Do you know Emmanuel Frimpong? He was one of the rising stars from Arsenal back in the day, wasn't he? He was. And he was. who knows where he is now? Well, I think he, he went to Russia. Ah. And he had an interview, which is probably about four minutes long, but we'll go with it because it's actually quite good. Uh, but <laughs> Emmanuel Frimpong, uh, I suppose... Give us a couple of sayings where they say he's not the full shilling. He's not the. He's, he's a sandwich the short. Nobody's home. Oh, that sort of stuff. The the elevator doesn't go to the top floor. I think Emmanuel. That elevator doesn't. Take too sharp lines. Uh, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think he works. Anyhow, this is. A, he had an interview where they ask him a few little simple questions. So it might be you know. Turn away. We we do. Would it be of the ilk of the the famous Joey Essex like and all that kind of crack? I think you should make your mind up on this. All one. right, go on. But they ask a few simple questions and he just has to answer them. And there's nothing. It'd be like what's your favorite day and all that sort of uh, stuff. February. Let's, let's hear what Emmanuel has to say. Question one, do you do your own laundry? Mm, it depends where I am. When I'm in Russia, yeah, but when I'm back home in, in London, my mum does it for me. Okay, so, good. So how old, how old are you, Emmanuel? I'm 24. 24. I, at what age do you think you're going to stop asking Mama Frimpong to, to do your washing? I think I'm never going to stop my mum asking because I think I'm going to have to marry my mum, actually, because my mum is my everything, so I'm never going to leave her. So, And she likes to do things for me as well, so I think it's a good partnership. Oh, that's perfect. It's a good deal. When did you last take public transport, like a bus or a train? Uh, when did I? Uh, ages. I think the last time I probably done that was when I was about 15, when I used to take the bus to go to train in our arsenal. Wow, nine, nine years. Yeah, nine years, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Emmanuel, what's your favourite insect? Antelope. Is that an insect? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what, was, what was that, antelope? I, 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 was not, I was not the smartest kid at school, so forgive me on that one. No, you know, like an ant or a, or a snail. Is a snail an insect? Oh, that uh, kind of thing, little things. Uh, uh, it's... Uh, I forgot the name. I forgot the name. Hey, I would still. I, I don't know the name for it. I'd stick with antelope. Antelope. Yeah. Um, do do you own? It's too early, Russia man. It's too early. You caught me on the wrong day. <laughs> no, no. Look, it's easier if we reclassify antelope as an insect from now on. Uh, what's your favourite cheese? The yellow one. I don't know the name. I don't know. The yellow one. <laughs> how, how early is it in Russia, Emmanuel? Um, at the moment, it's 2.15, but we don't train till 6 o'clock in the evening, so I was, I was sleeping when you got called. Oh. So forgive me on this one. Emmanuel, you're on... Um... You're on death row. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, but for a crime you didn't commit, you've got one hour to go, okay? Which TV show do you settle down to watch? Prison Break. I love, I used to like <laughs> It would be handy. Probably the right one to watch, isn't it? Good answer. Um, 
Uh, this is an important question, Emmanuel. How many toilets do you have? In my house? Yep. Well, it depends, because I've got houses everywhere. I don't know what. In Russia, in London, in Ghana, I don't know. Oh, I want, I want the full oh. total. Can we have the full total of toilets uh, that you have? So we're already okay. on three houses. Okay, okay so in, we'll start in Russia. Okay. In, in, uh, in, in Ghana, I have seven. You have in seven London, in Ghana, yeah. In, in, in London, I have three, and in, in Russia, I have two. You are top of the league internationally. Well, toilets. That is fantastic work, 12 toilets. Um, because because in, in, in Ghana, you have a lot of family members come around, so you need as many toilets as you can. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, what kind of pant do you prefer, Emmanuel? Uh, boxers, jockeys, tight, loose, commando maybe? I like I like tight. It depends if I'm going on a date. I like to wear tight boxes. Okay. But if I'm if I'm home alone, I like to wear loose ones. Okay. Are you better looking than West Brom's Jonas Olsen? Ah, the, the, he's got a little foot center but yeah? yeah. Yeah, he's got good long hair as well. Ah, uh, uh, come on, come on, come on! You lot shouldn't do me like that. Come on, mate. <laughs> so, I presume that's a yes. I, that, that's a yes. Uh, but his favourite cheese is yellow. Yellow and his top insect. But in fairness, Max Russian said a snail. A snail, yeah. But How'd you get on Soccer AM, Max? Yeah. Not very well. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. An antelope. Okay, so listen, we go to it uh, uh, an ad break and uh, we will be back. You're listening to Lizzy Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. So, yeah, we're just going through a few of the sports calls, I suppose. Uh, some of the more humorous ones. Uh, there's one that is uh, Mickey Quinn. Mickey Quinn, Dave, do you want to give a background on Mickey Scouse Quinn? Scouse legend, Mickey Quinn, but really he's from Liverpool. But uh, he's, he's probably widely more known for being a bit of a horse trainer now at this stage. Uh, now he is. Yeah, yeah, but basically he was a top striker at, um, at Coventry. Yeah. But he had a prolific career at Coventry, and probably throughout his whole career. But he's, uh, and one thing I always remember, he's fucking awful dances. He used to try and do yeah. dances. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. But a, he was a bloody good striker and just never really got the big move. And he was probably, he always looked a slightly on the big side or something. Yeah. And that's probably why, ah, we'll have to, I don't want another Jan Mulby or something. Like that. But and he was, he was a, a legend. Good striker. He was a legend in Newcastle. And, and Newcastle. Oh, he, he had a ridiculously good record. Score a goal, score a record. Yeah. Proper striker. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I uh, wouldn't take anything away from him. And a, a, a good tash as well. And a. I know you said something there. <laughs> a so, bloody great tosh. So, uh, yeah, again, here's a caller talking about. An emotional uh, Jordy. Mickey Quinn. William's in Tyneside. Hi, William, you're on Talk Sport. Hello. Hello, Hi, William. Happy New Year to you. Hi, yeah. What's your point, mate? Uh, there's two points I'd like to make uh, about Mickey. Mm hmm. He played for Newcastle United, you know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And I, I didn't realise how good he was. Oh, you're missing him. You're missing him clearly, based on what you got now. God, he scored so many goals. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 I think that's it, isn't it? That's, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we feel inside every time your star striker leaves. <laughs> Mickey Quinn. How awkward did Mickey Quinn feel sitting in that studio? It's, and was that in the last couple of years? Yeah, it's not long ago. So you're ago. talking over 20, 25 years since he's probably played for Newcastle. Yeah. 30 years. And this is what he meant. Not Alan Shearer. It was more Mickey, Mickey Quinn. Quinn. He's got so <laughs> many goals. 
Now, in fairness to Newcastle, and this is probably a bit upset, upsetting for them, they haven't had too many sort no. of Alan Shearer, or Mickey Quinn, maybe They're Paul Gascoigne. Andy Cole for a, a yeah. short spell. So, but they've never had that success on the back yep. of it. So yep. I'd say they, they remember these things uh, Absolutely. fondly. Uh, the next one we have is, <laughs> this is a good one, Andy Niemi, who... Uh, played is it for Hearts I believe it's Hearts he's done yeah. the rounds and I think he was at Rangers as well like yeah mm. and a goalkeeper in yeah. Scotland and will we uh, say where he's from no I think it, this, you know, you, let, let, it, let, let them take it yeah, on here it is here a, a, a bit of a dis, uh, uh, misunderstanding rant. yeah misunderstanding Shoot. getting Dollamore from Leeds asked for this one it's Arthur Alberston chatting to a caller about Scotland's goalkeeping options I'm wondering you know about Craig Brown's selection for the Scotland squad yep I, um he must know that Hearts have got a good team. We we get Colin Cameron in the squad, mm-hmm. Stephen Presley. Yep. I just don't know why for at least three seasons he's been ignoring Antinemi. Antinemi? Aye. I don't know why he doesn't get a game. <laughs> for Scotland? Aye. He's from Finland. He's what? He's Finnish, isn't he? He's not finished. He's only 28. No, not finished. He's from Finland. What do you mean? That's where he, he, his nationality is f- Finnish. He's from Finland. He's not Scottish? No. Oh, I thought he was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> he's not fish, he's not eat. <laughs> for a split second, I was like, is that what your man wanted for a punchline for a joke? Yeah, I think it's just true. I think it doesn't matter. Clue. Oh, it yeah. was quality. I love them ones where a fan probably has this rant in his head going, I'm going to sound brilliant on the airwaves. You what? You what? He, what, what do you mean? <laughs> He's actually from Finland. He finished. He'll uh, finish. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, I love it. So, yeah, you, you get quality ones like it that. It goes so. to show you, we're not all experts like me and Roy here. No, there, no. Is, there is the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> we won't go into that one. <laughs> um, it, th- this, is, this is a clip that I found last night. Uh, I have two more clips left. Uh, the last one. We're I nearly thought, there, people. Hang on, great. hang on. But uh, this is a clip that I found. It's an Arsenal fan, right? Because we can't, we can't play Arsenal TV. In it, blood. We can't do it, fam. We In can't it, do it, blood. <laughs> we, can't, we can't play them. Why? Because you keep saying... F- <laughs> so there's there's a few expletives in there. Yeah. In fairness, we had there was one yesterday after the sports yeah. game after they got beaten again, yeah. and as you said, in a blood, uh, they just we just can't play. They've lost off. But Arsenal fan TV, watch them. It's the same few guys that they get on after the game, and of course they're always brilliant when they lose because they just go for it. Yeah, yeah. And, so uh, yeah. Anyway, this is an Arsenal fan. Now this goes on. This is a twelve minute job. This is going to be cut off. Uh, probably after two or three minutes but it's it's quite good because uh, it's an Arsenal fan who goes nuts at Jason Cundy and Andy Goldstein which I like uh, well I think you are let's speak to Ollie's another Arsenal fan Ollie good evening good evening Andy how are you good thank you Ollie how are you yeah I'm fine mate what's oh, that, no- what's that, that noise in the background Ollie who's shouting what do you mean your wife what just been telling what are you talking about listen yeah. Hold on, I didn't you're say anything. Calling, what are you talking about? You're calling, you're calling us Wigan and things like that. No, I didn't say you. I didn't, I, you went to a Man United game? Ollie, uh, it was listen, last last, me. last weekend, Ollie. Listen, Ollie, you. Last weekend, how many times have you been this season? What are you? Listen, are you a copper? Am I a copper? Ollie, look how look how look how you've been wound up, Ollie. Look how you've been wound up. This is your manager that's doing this to you. See Jason? No, he's not my manager. What, Arsene Wenger? I was in Wenger, listen, let me tell you something. Go on. After we lost to Barcelona in that uh, final, yeah. I won't go again. Because he should have gone... Are you not a fan there. anymore? 
I'm always a fan of Arsenal. They're in my heart. Why but don't you go? You know I don't like people like you. I go all the time, mate. Well, you just my said you don't go anymore. You just said, I don't go anymore. So make your mind up, Ollie. Do you go or do you not go? Gone, I haven't gone since we lost that final to Barcelona. So you're not a fan? I still go. Right, right but I you don't. I've had season ticket holders. But you don't. I've had season ticket holders for 30 years. I've been a season ticket holder. But you don't Listen, go anymore. Let me tell you. I don't. My boys do. So you're not I don't fan. agree with it. This is what I'm saying to you. Let me tell you something about Arsenal Wenger. Go on then. If you was a business person yeah. and you was earning money, you wouldn't sack that man because he's earning you money. No. That's why he's still there. Yes. Right? We've had all this. Yeah. Right? Arsenal Wenger, you wouldn't get a certain age, you've got to, you've got to go. He's got to go. And Jason always gives it the big and the people. Don't know what he's about. He, he weren't a good football player. He scored one goal from the halfway line. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, he's got a mixed mind about Tottenham and Chelsea. Like, who is he? Has he got a Chelsea sock on and a, and a Tottenham sock on the other leg? Whoever he plays for. Heck? His opinion means nothing. And you... You don't even go, no, Ollie. Oh, go on, carry on. You live, you, you, you live in London go on, go on. and you support Man United. Yeah. Do me a favour, mate. But you don't you even go to your home games, games, Ollie. You said you're a supporter and you don't even go. You don't even go, Ollie. No, so you're I'm not a supporter. You should be. You're the problem, Ollie. You're the problem, Ollie. I've listened to you. So now you listen to me, Ollie. I listen to you. Listen to you. You're the problem with us. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll fade you down because I've got control. He's amazing. So people can hear me. I love Ollie. And then Ollie, when I finish speaking, you can come back on. Is that right, Ollie? Oh, he's still talking. Ollie for Prime Minister. Ollie, you're the problem with Arsenal fans. You are the problem. You're very vocal, but you don't go to any games anymore because you're fed up with the way the clubs run. You don't support the club anymore. You're the problem, Ollie. No, I'm not the problem. You don't go. I'll tell you what, are you a supporter? Are you a supporter? I can't hear you now, Ollie. Are I'm you supporter? No, are you a supporter? Are gives, you a supporter? Are you a supporter, mate? Are you? you, you no, no. London you and you support someone in We're London. talking about Arsenal. You Do said you favor. said that you Do haven't been mate. to. See, so you're talking over again. <laughs> you you said, Ollie, that you it. haven't been to a game of football since you lost against Barcelona in the final. Now, to me, that's someone that's not a supporter anymore. Would that be true or false, Ollie? Little kid, you idiot! Don't be stupid. Why are you, be, you Ollie? Why are you being so rude? Because you. No, but why are you being rude? About Wigan and Wimbledon, it's the biggest what? upset in the world. Listen, no, the only no, upset don't misquote me, Ollie. Ollie, 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 Ollie. I'm, sta I'm sticking up for you, Ollie. I'm, I'm, no, listen, Jason. No, Ollie, I'm listen, sticking I'm up for you. you. Listen, Jason. Yeah, my boy used to play all uh, academy football. I played Millwall, Chelsea. My boy played for Millwall against you when you was doing the under 11s at Chelsea. Yeah. Right? And you've never known how to coach or what's play, that, whatever. What's you that, what's you that, give what it all the What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What a man you are, Ollie. Ollie. Chase Cody Lewis. Do we know... Do we have... Do we know a few Ollies around? Most of people that watch football are Ollies. You know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> I love the, the part at the start. Is it? What's, what's that in the background? Well, it's not your wife. It's not your wife. <laughs> he set the stall out like he was ready to go. Yeah, like, he sharpened it. But in fairness, Goldstein was ready for him and he was on it and he was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting this fella go. Um, that's a good one. We're going to finish off. These Arsenal fans are really bitter. They're broken. Like yeah. they, they've had a more success in the last twenty-five years than Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool fans are that bitter. No, are no. they? Well, are we more not, hopeful not really, or more? Not really, in fairness, because at least Liverpool won uh, in two thousand and two thousand, two thousand and one, two thousand one was it? Was it the UEFA Cup? That little cup treble, yeah. That, and and, and, and then the Champions League two thousand five. So they've had that success the there, even though it wasn't the league. And they've won league titles. And yeah, but last time they won, the, they won the, the league last time. What, it's probably yeah, about it's less than Liverpool. 15 years ago or something. Well, Liverpool had, was it 1990? So it's just a bit weird. It's, 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 it's a brand of fan. Or how is it that certain fans end up... Well, in fairness, they're sheep. We're yeah. all sheep. So if you see a, a 
famous Liverpool fans talking away. Liverpool probably did the same at Arsenal. Arsenal are bored about so they're just all towing the line, I presume. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Um, last call, Manchester City call, but it's, uh, it's brilliant. Is Dave's a Man City fan, what's he say live on National Radio? Davey, Dave, good evening to you. Yeah, I thought the match tonight, were, I thought we were lucky. Right. Okay. Go on. What do you mean? What do you mean, right, okay, I've just, I've just given you gold there. Pick it up and run with it. Go on, that's your job. What? What are you on about? Why are you so angry? Because. <laughs> Why is that with you? Are you just falling out with your missus or something? Why are you phoning us up? Don't go take it out on us. Take it out on her. It's not our fault. You listen, right? No, you listen. No, you listen, Condi. No, you listen, Dave. You for logging off, Condi. You listen to me. You listen to me, Condi. And you listen good. That team were blooming lucky tonight. Blooming lucky. What's going on? What's, what's happening, Dave? Why are you, what's, what's, what's happened? I've got a good mind to come up. Where, whereabouts is talk, talk sport? 18 Hatfields, London. Right. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm good. Come, I would, if I Send an email, busy, Dave. Send an email or a tweet. I'll send a picture of my fist, and then you can hold up against your face, and you can get an idea of what that might feel like. Oh, Dave, why, why, are you, why are you so angry? You're through the semi-final. Where's the other, where's the other Muppet? Goldstein. <laughs> He's gone, like Dave. Him. He's gone. He's gone to the email machine to see if your pictures come through. It's not, I haven't got a camera phone, so I, it's tricky for me to do that. <laughs> can I, can I fax a sketch? Dave. What's going on, Dave? Dave, calm down. We don't like angry callers. What's going on? Um, I'm sorry, I just, you know, I thought the team were lucky tonight. That goal was offside. Hart <laughs> played a blinder. And PSG, but they're not a very strong team. You know that, guys. You know that, guys. <laughs> so what about the... Sm okay, yeah, I see. What, I know exactly what's happening there. I've got it, I've got it. I've worked it out. Hey, you've I've wor it. I worked it out, I worked it out. So... Did I get it right? Yeah, it was in Lee. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the guy who divided uh, <laughs> I'm a celebrity this year. Yeah. Was he a game player? Was he not? Dennis yeah. Wise had the young put him in. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one really liked him. It was only they? at the very end I went, oh, hold on. That sounds like Ian Lee. Yeah. It, it, it was actually, I was in stitches last night. But I, I didn't realise that uh, he was messing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the truth was. I'll fax you a picture of me fist <laughs> and you can see what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why uh, sports radio is so brilliant. Yeah, especially other sports radio. Oh, not necessarily us. <laughs> we 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 had to cling on to something today. <laughs> Pure yeah, desperation. Yeah, Take a week <laughs> off, people. We'll see you next week. We're better than this. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go to our ads and we'll be back then. To the big kickoff and lippy sound belter. That's whew, yeah. What a great song. What a great song. Uh, lippy sound ninety six point four FM. It's the big kickoff. Dave Antonio Conte. Oh yeah. Your thoughts. Him in general. Well, as a manager and Chelsea and the whole situation. Jesus, put me on the spot. Um, whatever. You know. They won the league, so what? Move on. What is the, is the issue with? Is it? Oh, what's the story with Barkley this week? Is he? Does he now hate him or something? Or I heard there was something about Barkley during the week. He's only just signed him. <laughs> as, as I always say, stories that are out there are nearly always manifested from the papers themselves, just yeah, to yeah, fill yeah. little gaps that they need to fill in. But 
Antonio Conte's the pressure that's on Antonio Conte is unbelievable now. And just before you say any more, like as you were saying, the media they probably know there's a potential sacking here, and they're probably trying to manufacture it now. Get him to. They go in for yeah. the kill, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and it's probably true. Let's, uh, it's, a, it's a story for a couple of weeks, and then we can speculate who's coming in, the next big Roman Abramovich sign, and, and how long it's going to take, and how, how, many more, how many years will this guy get? You know, it's, there's, there, there has to be some truth in that. There has, yeah, but the, <clears throat> there's truth in it. Mm. But what do Chelsea Football Club, obviously as a club, yeah. what do they want? What is their like? What way do they treating managers? I don't think they've always been very good at treating their no. managers well, have they? No, no, and no matter what they do for the club. No, no, but would do. Like you know, most football clubs want solid consistency, and the fact that the money's there, and the fact that they have all that money, you know, they sh- it should be a bit more consistent at Chelsea being at the top of the tree. Man City seem to be a bit more stable in that sense. Um, and yeah, they haven't won it every year, but at the same time, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You can buy the 10 best players in the world. Yeah. It might take them two seasons to get clicking. Look at Guardiola. It's taken him a season to start getting them to play the way he wants. They're yeah. playing it the way he wants, and the last time he looked, I think they're 16 points clear. And you need the right personnel in there you know? as well. Yeah, he's lucky that he can do it a bit quicker because of money. <clears throat> I get that, but it still took him over a year to get them playing his way. Yeah. That doesn't happen overnight. And I think the thing at Chelsea is, is that... There might be a bit of upset because the players who came in who may not have been more yeah. nightly aren't because we've seen it before at yeah. Chelsea who aren't the players that he wanted in and players like Matic who have yeah. left and yeah. aren't the players that he wanted to leave. So he and may I just be he didn't want Giro. He probably wanted somebody else. He probably wanted a bigger and better striker. Well, if you're if you're because all the rumours of Carroll and Crouch and all like what the hell is that about? I don't know. Is that what Conte wants or is that? Does yeah. somebody want to plan B? What the hell? I severely doubt it. Anyhow, Andy Townsend had his thoughts, so we'd have a listen oh, to Andy. So that's what... what always interests me, Mark, with the Chelsea situation is whenever a manager is is all of a sudden being scrutinised, he's put under pressure, results aren't going particularly well, questions are being asked, doubts are being raised. Whenever Chelsea get into that scenario, there never appears any way, any... any any return from that scenario no, right, it doesn't yeah, appear yeah. to be a way back whenever a manager is on the slide and, and and the pressure is mounting the club say nothing the club say nothing the, the, the intensity builds in and around that individual and eventually he loses his job that's something that also the club have to address I think it's something that they shouldn't let happen time and time again it shouldn't be a case where a manager who was so good not that long ago is now all of a sudden appearing a little bit distant a bit isolated and 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 he's looking half the man he was eight months ago yes exactly thanks Andy <laughs> thanks Andy yeah we've not had to talk about now <laughs> but isn't that the case like run out clips <laughs> oh, another 20 minutes <laughs> but they they do as he said isolate their manager and yeah. make him out to be the problem where it's a, it's and the players are smart enough as well they, they, they cop onto this they did yeah. it to Mourinho they yeah. shafted him big time and you can't say they didn't they down to end the story so once you see the club doing it yeah then straight Some away the players, the players are, are going well listen you know, he's on his way because only 11 players are happy every week as you and I know so there's bound to be a few players who don't like him and they're going to go right let's start planting the seed and he's next in line to go yeah so yeah League of Ireland yeah League of Ireland uh, next weekend uh, um, all kicking off uh, Bowles and Rovers sold out as we already mentioned sold out um, yeah it'd be hard to look away from the likes of Cork and Dundalk Rovers hopefully will be up there thereabouts the more teams the better you know um it's 
it's a slow and steady pro- progression for League of Ireland and I for one I'm happy for it I don't necessarily want to be rushed overnight it's something that we need to kind of sustain and you know we went a bit mad in the 90s and it all blew up in our face and hopefully it's a little bit more slow and steady this time I'm willing to wait 5 or 10 years and but you can see that it's happening Cork have a nice ground Dundalk obviously that's going to be next in line with the investment Brandywell's going to be there Tala obviously Daly Mount Sligo's a lovely ground it, we're slowly getting there and the football is a hell of a lot better and anyone who has like, there's a lot of people who still throw the usual that's brutal football they don't bloody watch the thing no, they if don't you don't go that's, that's fine watch it on a Friday night there's some bloody good football and I tell you one thing they play a hell of a lot better than our national team and that's for sure the, the, yeah it says a lot about like the to watch, team, though, to watch it? yeah. it's, they play a hell of a lot of better brand of football yeah um, so who's your tip for the league this year it, it's an interesting one because like there's a couple of unknowns with the likes of Dundalk. I'm not going to rep- re- repeat his name. The uh, the Lithuanian international then they have your man Christian Adrian who's been playing in Serie B. Hopefully they're here with a bit of enthusiasm and if they are, it really strengthens them. Um, but yeah, I suppose Cork looked quite strong. Shepard is sticking around. I know he kind of was angling for a move but felt that Dundalk jumped the gun so therefore he stuck it out with Cork. So, you know, you'd have to go with Cork again. And plus, because they were so impressed, I know Maguire is a big factor, but it's definitely going to be a much more even season this year because Maguire's goals were massive. Huge. And they were very ordinary. I think they they were fourth or fifth in the league table if you get rid of... Yeah. The, it was their form after Maguire. It was quite ordinary. So I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say it's going to be Cork, but obviously they would have strengthened since. So it could be a nice open league this year with a couple of teams taken. So one, two, three... I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Dundalk. I'm gonna plump for Dundalk, yeah. Cork, and Rovers. Uh, I'll go very similar. I'll probably go Dundalk, Rovers, and Cork. Yeah. All right. Um, horse racing. Did you hear about racing UK? No. No. Uh, do you know the way the horse racing at the moment uh, at the races? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, horse uh, racing UK basically have won the rights to all horse racing uh, TV coverage now at the racing at the races is Sky's racing channel yeah. am I right in saying that yeah and basically what's after happening is they're after winning the rights uh, a new five years is this the whole shebang Aintree like the Aintree like the Grand National Festival Cheltenham the lot well, it, it, it's more importantly it's Irish racing Ooh. and this is what they're worried about now they're worried that because they have won the rights for this. They reckon at the races have given Irish coverage huge amount of coverage. Mm-hmm. But because Racing UK have won the rights, they've been vetoed and ratified a new five-year deal, uh, which will leave the rival station at the races struggling for survival. It says, when Horse Racing Ireland and AIR renewed their contract in March, uh, SIS was granted the right to sell and pitch broadcast for the five-year deal uh, in 2019. So what's going to happen is is that at the races are going to have no races. They're, going, they're basically just going to struggle. In Ireland. But Racing UK will have all the coverage, mm. plus the, the, the English coverage and whatever. And they are worried now that they won't have enough time to show all the racing because they're not going to get another station. They've already said that Racing UK are not going to have a Racing UK 2 or a dedicated Irish one. Yeah. And they feel that now that the coverage for the Irish 
your, your daily limericks are now, for you off. and I sitting at home are we going to struggle unless we subscribe to Racing UK right, will RTE and still be able to show this is it from January the 1st 2019 racing fans will be asked to fork out 372 a year to watch action from all 26 Irish race courses on Racing UK and it's going to be rebranded again this year so hmm. they're going to have to pay a hell of a lot more money now hmm. we're at the races at the moment it's there yeah you know so uh, the other side of things is is that they've been granted this but Irish racing is propped up by the taxpayer yeah and uh, Irish racing received 64 million in taxpayers money last year uh, and will pull a similar this year and they're and and some people are, are horrified that you know that they actually get this money because there's nothing the taxpayers are getting back from it now actually Irish people have, are going to have to pay yeah, yeah. close to 400 quid to watch horse racing so there's a bit of a it's worry and there's also there. there's also the worry that they it says racing UK already deals with 800 UK fixtures a year and now we'll have to shoehorn another 360 Irish meetings and much has been made of the fact that the Irish racing will now be available in high definition but squinting those uh, pictures on the corner of the split screen doesn't seem much of an improvement HD or not so Hmm. It's going to be again. You've seen it loads of times where they have yeah. Lingfield and then they have a little one punchers down in the corner, and yeah, you know, yeah. you're squinting. What's the hell? So, I think they're they're worried for the Irish racing uh, yeah. system now. And sometimes you sell out, and it's not always the right thing. So, anyhow, so it's, it's an interesting one to watch out for and see, and see see where it progresses. Absolutely. Ten free agents in in football. Do you any free agents at the moment? In in, in do this? I know any? Yeah. There was, there was one. He went to West Ham. Oh, Patrice Evra. Patrice Evra. Seeing blow his bubbles, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what ground was that at? Unless it's a training, training ground, ground or where the academy boys play or something, maybe, yeah. I'm going to call out a few. Yes, go. You say who Hit should take it. Sh- this is 190 megabytes of data. What the hell is that? That is 190 Just megabytes of data. Hi. We're giving free advertising. <laughs> yeah, we? yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> There's voices in my head. Samir Nazri. The, yeah. mi- the midfielder has been without a club uh, since leaving Turkish side last month. Boo who? Next. <laughs> him. Next. Who would you... Who would you... Who, 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 who would suit him? Who would suit him? <laughs> who should take him? Middle East. Middle East. Al Ackley or one of them Al Jazeera not, not the, the football club now one of them Middle East out there earn your money out, Richard Keyes country okay out with Richard Keyes it's not saying much from Samir Nazari uh, Alex Song 30 years of age uh, played with Arsenal half West player, Ham yeah. half decent team. midfielder he was a good midfielder yeah. yeah and he's out there he left Ruben Kazan on deadline day so he's on his own I think he went back to train with Arsenal yeah who could need a hold midfielder that's uh what's Arsenal could do with it couldn't they at the lower level yeah 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 no one is that why he's a free agent no obviously one. yeah like but then again it could be the money side of things as well so yeah. like they, they're earning good money out there and they want the same no I don't want 20 grand a week I want me 50 <laughs> you know it, it, that's the scary thing about this so <laughs> who would he sue Pfft. The fact that they're still a free agent is probably not a good thing. No. Anderson. Remember Anderson played for Manchester United? Jesus. He's yeah. only 29. Scary. I go he through. came in with Jemba Jemba. Jemba Jemba. Another Two not so fair. good one. Like as much as Fergie is the king, you know, but it just goes to show you even the best. It's 50-50. Yeah, with, yeah, it is 50-50 with transfers. For every good one, there's a bad one. And there's, a, there's probably two bad ones. Anderson did all right. But that's, yeah. a, that's what he did. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go quickly through a few of them. Any of them you want to... 
yeah. pluck out. Uh, Marion Shamak. Uh, Jeez, remember him in Arsenal? Awful hair. Yeah, Jolian Lescott. Ugh, I've seen him on TV the other night, yeah. yeah. He's, he's banging, his, banging the drum about trying to get in back in, all right? Yeah, no one taking a chance on him. And uh, Victor Inichibi, uh, Sully Montari, who was last with Ace Milan, I think. Yeah. Uh, and Carlton Cole, who is. <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> none of them immediately go. Jeez, why is he not out of Yeah, no, it's not, it's not. you've always looked back. On, yeah, it's not. It, yeah, you've, you've priced yourself out of it. Probably that's the problem. Okay, or they're not willing to go to these far-flung countries anymore. No, or wherever they're no, going. No. Yeah. Well, you can't have a point out. China's trying. You can't have a point out in Saudi Arabia yeah. or that. Like that so. listen. Really bad news came through this week yeah, about, about Liam Miller, who was, uh, I suppose, an Irish international. Uh, Time Celtic legend because he was he unbelievable. Was Celtic, Celtic, hence the he? Move. he went As to Manchester said, United. It, it probably hampered his, his kind of progression with Ireland, but you know, he was playing that well. You can't not go to somebody as big as that. Yeah. Um, but his competition was at a different level. You're talking Keane, Skulls. If you don't make it, it's not the worst. It was just the wrong time for him to yeah, go. Another to year or two, United. possibly, unfortunately. But, but it doesn't matter. He went to the likes of Leeds, Sunderland, Sunderland. And obviously, and ended up in Australia and finished out in, in America. Yeah, and actually had a stint at Cork as well. That's right. And yeah. he, so he was out in America, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. thirty-six years of age, he yeah. lost his battle against cancer. Shows you what's around the corner. No one knows. Yeah. So get it, out there, enjoy life, enjoy your bit. life every day. You don't be always moaning can. like us about all these privileged people. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter how much. Money earn, it doesn't matter what kind of life you think they have. So get, real life gets us all. We're still, we're still human. That's it. So there's no better way to just to leave a tribute. Kevin Kilban, who was his former teammate, yeah. we're going to leave the show on this uh, a tribute to Liam Miller, uh, RIP, and uh, we will we'll talk see to you next week. Take next care. week. Terribly sad. Certainly overnight, we, we uh, you know I think it's been uh, it's come to prominence in the last few weeks. Liam has been has been suffering with, with cancer. Um, I first uh, w- was told the news two or three months ago that he didn't have uh, too long to live and, and and he was struggling. And when you get that news, certainly from a from a certainly an ex teammate's perspective, it, it it hits home everything. And you look at we, we've seen I've seen footage of him this morning. We were on Football Focus. We did um, there was a, a little montage on him. Excellent goals. Yes, on the pitch tremendous footballer but it all pales into insignificance when you think of his family you think of his of his wife and and, and children this morning and uh, of course his parents and, and family that are around him immediately down in cork so it's um yeah d- desperately sad news when when uh, when this filtered through late on last night yeah he was such a promising, t- as you say, the, the football side of it pales into insignificance compared to what his, his family are going through at the moment. But he was such a yeah. promising young talent, wasn't he, when he came through? Yeah, I had a text from uh, from Brian Kerr, the ex-Island um, manager, last night. And, and, and Brian would have had him at youth level and Brian would always speak glowingly of him. And you only need to look at some of his, his teammates. I looked at Stephen Elliott, the ex-Sunderland and, and Manchester City striker today. Very, very close with him. Graham Barrett, uh, another one, would have very, very close close to Liam and the 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 over the overwhelming thing around him is yes very talented footballer um, of course at Celtic when he made the breakthrough and then going to Manchester United but what a great character he was um, not an ounce of trouble with him Mark at all when he was when he's around the squad very very humble very very down to earth boy um, an incredible lad to have around as well and say got a number of caps for Ireland I, I, the, the goal that stands out to me went, uh, for, on Steve Staunton's first night as manager scored an absolutely brilliant goal against Sweden in, in 2006 and um, yeah but again, again you look at all the memories on the pitch but certainly I remember him off it sharing that dressing room with him and, and, and the character that he actually was and the guy he was